You're listening to Live and On Board with Tony Malazzo. This is Tony Malazzo, and we are live and on board with Tamara Henry. Woohoo! I'm on board. I love it. Out here in the boat in the marina on a beautiful December sunny afternoon. It is. It's a beautiful day today. I want to thank you ahead of time for uh, coming out and doing this interview with me. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to be your second guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> or they don't snort, do they? I'm sorry. Johnny. <laughs> They're just cute and fluffy. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Uh, Tamara and I have worked together before. Um, probably a lot of you know Tamara Henry from Red Carpet Events, uh, foxnews.com. Uh, seems everywhere I turn these days, I see a visual of Tamara Henry, even in my sleep. That's right. Yeah, we've been going live on foxnews.com from the night of 100 stars, where it all started. It's the best Oscar watch party in all of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've been, I've been watching you for a long time. I'm uh, crazy about you. I've Thanks. had a little bit of a TV crush on you. Oh, I love TV crushes. <laughs> I know. And now I'm right here with you. I know. Hey, guys, this is a way to get a girl in a boat all alone. <laughs> Tell her you're doing a radio show. Yeah, just, just come out for an interview. It's just going to be a short interview, and I swear we're not going to leave the dock. Okay, I'm like, okay, Tony, what time do I need to be there? <laughs> Well, we're going to stay out here for a little while with you if you have time. You have time? I have time. I have two cups of coffee here per- perched and ready to go. And uh, You'll be good for a while. Right. What else does a girl need? That's What else does a Besides girl need? Besides lots of attention from a radio show host. That's right. So well, I'm, I'm going to give it to you today. That, oh, you're going to give attention. it to me. Attention. <laughs> okay. So I want to know uh, for Tamara Henry where it all started. So where were you born? Maybe a little bit about your family. I was born, my dad was at the Pentagon in intelligence, and I was born there. While he was working there, he was in the Army for 20 years. He actually got a Bronze Star for ground operations against hostile forces. And so I've really been trying to make my daddy proud by becoming a military filmmaker and doing a few military films. We've had Ed Harris and Kelsey Grammer narrate a couple of them. And um, every time I can, I'm giving a shout-out to Dad, and here's another one. I love you, Dad. He's all the way in Arkansas. And I know he's listening because he's on Facebook. Right. Oh, excellent. Yeah, it's Social great. Media. My dad was like the, the first computer was ever back in like the, the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, so here, you know, now that I'm now that I'm in L.A., I'm glad that the computer was invented so I can stay in touch with my dad. Right. That's that's the time of the uh, little Commodore 60s and all those little. Uh, yeah, I know. OK. And uh, so <laughs> as a kid. Oh, yeah. So I was born at the tail end of his 20 years of service at the Pentagon. So at the very end of that, I was born. I was a surprise. Anyway, so my family, you know, I had two older brothers, 15 and 13, and it was, my dad finished up his 20 years, and we moved back to where all of our family is originally from, which is the South. So I grew up in the Bible Belt in a very small town, 4,000 people at the end of a gravel road, Nancy Street. <laughs> So uh, what led to the entertaining as a Entertaining? Well, I guess, you know, some children just feel like they don't get enough attention from mommy and daddy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, I I don't know. I grew up singing and dancing, dance classes, tap belly and jazz, singing in the church choir, singing in choir in school, you know, cheerleading, steppers, dance routines, you know, just I should have been a Broadway kind of gal. Yeah, you're quite the renaissance woman. 
Right. So, <laughs> but then I found television news. I decided I didn't want to be a doctor. I was majoring biology. My brother was a doctor. I worked for a doctor. And uh, in fact, when I worked for the doctor was when I did all those pageants. My very first job out of high school, I was working for a doctor. And uh, he had a wife, you know, doctor's wife. And she didn't have a daughter. So she said, come on, girl, I'm going to make you win Miss Arkansas. And so we did everything there was to do, pageant preparation, you know. And, um, and I did after like seven years of trying, which, by the way, funded my, you know, college education. Um, I finally won Miss Arkansas USA. And I had changed my degree from pre-med to broadcast journalism. And so um, I got my degree in broadcast journalism. And while I was still wearing my crown, I was hired as the weeknight news anchor for a WB station during the time that Bill Clinton was president. Oh, wow. That's so, interesting. So yeah. you did you get to interview <laughs> Bill? I never did, but we were constantly reporting on him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like the first time in journalistic history when news anchors had to say certain things. You know, because back in the day, there were journalistic standards. There was no infotainment. Every, you know, you had to be a serious journalist, and, and that's it. But now, the lines are blurred, you know. Right. So, it's all it's all entertainment. That's what I think about, like, the political election. It's just like, we're, we might as well be watching a football game, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's incredible. You won Miss Arkansas. I did, yeah. And uh, so, it's great. And, in fact, I uh, it, it came in handy this summer. Yeah. Lauren Selman, who's one of my green girlfriends out there in the green world, mm-hmm. everybody knows me as Green Tea, uh, she did Miss Malibu on her way to Miss California, USA, and I coached her in the pageant. She did everything green, everything recycled mm-hmm. and green, and showed that green can be glamorous as well. Yeah. Green is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And uh, so she won Miss Congeniality. She won the People's Choice Award. She looked fabulous. So, so the pageant stuff... You know, I mean, life is a pageant, you know. People need to know how to walk. They need to know how to use the correct fork at dinner. They need to know how to get more flies with honey. Oh, yeah. You know, there's Everybody's a lot of vinegar walk- out there these days. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> walking around with their shoulders forward. And I know. Grouchy. And mm-hmm. That's why we're here and make them laugh. I know. I love comedy so much. And you're one of the first people that I met when I started my comedy journey. We met at the L.A. Comedy Awards. L.A. Comedy Awards. Yeah. You were hosting, co-hosting. Thanks to Max Worthington. Yeah, <laughs> co-hosting, and you did a brilliant job. Thank you. And you were always funny, and I love your yeah. uh, Princess Frog bit. I know! <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but we're doing another thing next week, Wednesday night, for Froggies. There's Apparently, there's some place called Froggies right. in the Palisades or Malibu or Topanga or someplace. So they want you to do your froggy bit? So I was thinking, <laughs> it's Froggies! Should I pull out the frog? Uh-oh. Out comes the frogs. She kisses a lot of frogs. So I know. Well, a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do. Yeah, maybe we'll get into that sometime. That's I know. another whole interview. That's probably an hour mm-hmm. or two. I'm still looking for my prince. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> you, you touched on the green tea thing, mm-hmm. which is your green uh, superhero, I guess. Yeah, you, know? you could call it a superhero. Yeah. I'm trying to save the planet out there with Ed Begley and... All those other green people. And how's that working for you? 
Um, well, we're not doing too good. I mean, I don't know. Like when you're out in your boat, do you see pollution or not? It's pretty clean here. But... I see a lot less plastic bags. That's good. That's good. There's a lot less on my propeller. And I do know that if you really? go to the supermarkets in the marina, uh-huh. you are no longer able to get a plastic bag. They stopped good. giving Good. Then we are the saving the planet. Yes, we are. Things There's, are getting better. There is a lot less. Yay. Yes. And I see a lot more wildlife than I've seen in the oh, last few awesome. years. Oh, that's awesome here in Marina Del Rey, so... Hopefully life is coming back. I think so. I think things are getting better. You are making a difference. Yeah. Well, we had kind of lost our heads there for a little while. Yeah. Everything was made out of plastic and, you know, just throw things away, use them once, you know, yeah. inter- you know, polluting with energy and all these oil spills. And, you know, it's like yeah. we need to get our priorities in order. Health yeah. is really important. Our, 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 planet's, our planet's health is its greatest wealth. And you got to put that first. Yes. Because yeah. else, you know... We're have just all the money in the world, but if yeah. well, we've been acting like planet trashers all this time. I and know we it's time for us to about grow up tomorrow, <laughs> and now we really have to seriously think about tomorrow because there's not going to be a place to live if we don't. Right, and it's 2013, yeah. and um, yeah, lots of really cool, exciting things are happening. Yeah. So um, also, I remember you were doing a show called Metro. Yes. Where you weren't able to drive, so you were in the same boat as me, no pun intended. Right. Uh, There's I, a lot of people that don't have cars, people. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, when you're out, people just don't say, hi, my name's Tamara, and I don't have a car. Exactly. You know, but when you start talking, they're like, oh, my God, I don't have a car, I don't have a car. I mean, I know, like, how many, a dozen people that don't have cars, and that's a lot. My car's a boat. I know. People ride their bike. Yeah. People take the bus. Yeah. People go metro. Yeah, I do a lot of bicycling. Especially the younger generation. A lot of walking. I probably walk Mm -hmm. about eight, ten miles a day. Right. So keeps you in shape. It does. Yeah. I don't think you have to worry about that. Um, (laughs) I know you can't see on this show. We'll try to uh, put up a couple of photos, but Tamara Henry is looking just beautiful today. Thank you. There's really good lighting out here underneath the awning (laughs) of this boat. I mean, seriously. And and it's overcast, so God's got the scrim on. He's like, okay, let's give him some good lighting. So you came to L.A. When did you come to L.A.? I came to L.A. at the turn of the century. And my dream, I was following my dream, which was to be the, me- the next Mary Hart on Entertainment Tonight. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet her, and I got to tell her that was my intention, you know. Great. And, uh, and she retired a couple years ago, and for some reason, I just wasn't there in her spot. And so I had to ask myself some deep questions about, you know, how the, the law of attraction and the secret, and we're always told that you can have anything you want. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the times that you don't get what you want. You know, you have to ask yourself, why not? Why didn't I get that? Yeah. That I wanted it so bad. Were my desires filled with fear, you know? Or did the universe know that it had a better plan? Like, this is the ultimate question. Are we in control? Because people say, ha, 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 you think you're in control. Yeah. I don't think we really are. Um, I know it's a lot of it's about what you put out in the atmosphere and the universe, what you put out. Um you can't have everything you want because where would you put it anyway? Uh, I know. So. <laughs> I know. I would need warehouses, right? <laughs> the earth is my warehouse. I don't have to buy anything. It's all right here in the yeah, perfect spot for me to enjoy, right? Yeah. Right and where it is. You're very successful. Thank you. Um, I love your night of 100 stars that you do, um, that you host mm-hmm. on the red carpet. And mm-hmm. it's always wonderful. Um is that coming up too? Is it, uh, it is, it is on Oscar night, which is like 
February the 24th. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Okay. So coming up in February. Mm-hmm. What else do you have coming up? Oh my God. I should have brought my calendar here. Okay. So this is how it's all going to go down. Ready? You got your pencil and your calendar? Sure. <laughs> Okay, so um, right now I'm in the casting process for this reality show. And if I get it, which it looks like I'm going to get it, they're going to present me to the network um, before Christmas. It looks like it's going to shoot on February the 9th. What type of reality show is this? It's, um, it's on WeTV, so it's like entertainment television for women, right? right. And it's, a, it's a, sh- a wedding show, and it's um, called Bridezilla's. If you're like me, like you never saw it, you never watched an episode, but you kind of know all about, you know, it's like one of those buzzwords out there. Right. And um, anyway, so I um, I'm going to do that show. Great. And uh, so will you be a host or a bridezilla? I will be a bridezilla. And let me tell you, it was so hard for me because I'm this sweet Southern belle from the South. Right. And uh, so, you know, your your knee-jerk reaction when you go into a casting, right, and you're yeah. in front of them, yeah. is like, I want them to like me. So I'm going to be so nice and I'm going to be so sweet. And all my girlfriends were saying, oh, she's the most generous person in L.A. that we know. Right. And so, like, we did so good in the cast. And then they, they said, you know what, we just don't see you as a bridezilla. Mm. And so my world was crushed. I was like, what? So I really had to, like, have a mental meltdown, a mental breakdown. I had to right. learn how to, you know, because I've seen, I don't know if you've ever seen that Jim Carrey movie called me, myself and Irene, where he, you know, this guy, he's been abused all his life. And then finally, you know, he snaps and out comes the anger. You might remember he's beating this dead cow in the middle of the road, but he, you know, he finally snaps, you know, this, yeah. this stuff comes out finally that we've been stuffing down. So, you know, that's what it's about for me. I'm going to be like the repressed bride who grew up paying for her sins in the backseat of the Bible Belt, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, a lot can ha- a lot of mental pressure can happen when you're trying to have your perfect wedding. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm a perfectionist bride. I'm a manic bride. Yeah. You know, I'm like, ah, you know. So did that all come across? Or? Um, well, actually, you know, it did in the second one. I, I finally, I had to face my darkness. Going through that casting process for them was like a psychological transformation. I had to like mine the gold from the, you know, the dark side of our personality, the, the parts that, you know, the part that's there that we don't know is there, but everybody else knows the part we can't see, you know, that's your shadow, you know, and it kind of runs your life until you finally face it, you know, Mm -hmm. and get right with it. Right. Right. (laughs) So, but I think it can be very educational. You know, we're going to have fun. I'm the kind of bride that I don't care about, you know, what color are my napkins? It's like, what color are my chakras? I want to get my chakras balanced, you know. You know, it's like, can't you effing see I'm trying to meditate? <laughs> you know, I'm the spiritual bride, right? Right. And right. Um, so I want to, you know, I want to be the glowing bride. I want to, I want to, um, you know, detox. You know how people are always detoxing here in L.A. Yeah. It's like, let's do this magical detox. Like I might say, all of my bridesmaids have to do this detox, you so know. will you be getting married? You know what? Oh, my God. I so, can't I mean, believe you said that. Show. Wait. Okay. okay. Folks, reality shows aren't real, by the way. Just wait. Like okay. That. That's a whole nother show. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> reality check. Um, okay. Listen to this. That is the... No, I'm spitting on you now. This is... <laughs> that's the number one question that people ask me when... No, hands down when I, when I say that I'm getting married on this show. Are you really getting married, though? No. Every time. And you just did it. You said it. You're not. I... Well, it's a good question. I guess we'll have to tune in and find out. Is that how you do this? Yeah. And they probably um, told you you can't say anything. I don't even You're know what's going to happen. You're not talking right now. I've never been married before. <laughs> they told me that I could, I can talk now, but once we start filming. You can't talk. Then I can't talk. You can't talk. 
Yeah, I'm glad we're interviewing you now. I know. So the cats start. out of, let's hurry up and get all the cats out of the bag now. <laughs> uh, is there a part for a groom in this whole thing? <laughs> you know what? There is. Ooh, you know, I mean, what, I, what if I, I need, I might need to have a backup groom yeah. just in case this one wigs out because here's the funny, the twist is that we're both two commitment phobic people. We've never been married. We don't have any kids. I could be a third one of those because I'm still not <laughs> married myself. I'm sure there's lots of people out there that understand the commitment phobic thing. So maybe we might have to do a little psychoanalysis there. Yeah, my, yeah. my maid of honor, Hanala Segal, she's actually like the divorce guru from Traumedy Central. She's got Traumedy Central, which is like traumedy, right? <laughs> Trauma, comedy. And uh, so I think she can see this train wreck coming. But you never know. There's always hope. You know, there's couples counseling, there's therapy, you know, all these L.A. shrinks and stuff. So, right. I mean, somebody could help us work things out and uh, it could be one of those happily ever after. In fact, that's what I was doing today before I came over here to be on your radio show as I had gone to Agape Church. Everybody mm. knows Agape and yes. Michael Beckwith. No, Michael. He's in Hawaii right now, but I was trying to get to him to, you know, yeah. tell him that as a spiritual bride, I have to have the ultimate spiritual ordained person to marry us and right. Michael Beckwith is huge you know yes. he's, he's everywhere these he days he would be the guy so keep your fingers crossed yeah I think I'll do the show <laughs> especially with you I think it would be great because yeah. we want to like I mean I'm all about combining spirituality with entertainment and you know weaving positive messages into the show and in fact we're gonna I'm gonna have a green wedding so, you know, every way that I can, um, I think I have a couple of green um, wedding planners lined up that can make everything green right. and recycled, like no a no-waste event. So even you could be biodegradable. <laughs> you know, let me think about that. I'm the biodegradable bride. Hey! After your honeymoon, she has biodegrades. A, that, has a, <laughs> that has a ring to it. The biodegradable bride! <gasps> I love it. You need people that can be on a reality yeah. show because... Uh, what I'm learning is that on a reality show, people say, is it real? Is it about reality? It's about the reality that you don't even know is going underneath the reality that you're showing the world. Right. I mean, there's different levels of reality. There's your there's your TV persona, right? And then there's the real you with your friends, right? right. And then there's the real you that only you know. And then there's the you that you don't even know is going on. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that's running your life and making you crazy and, and that all the work needs to be done around. So if you have some reality characters that are not afraid to make a fool of themselves, right. show us your, you know, admit your faults to your fellows and uh, be willing to show that quirky side. Yeah. Because that's what, you know, I go to all these workshops and they say what you have to do is you, people at the end of the day want to watch crazy people being crazy, you know. Right because they've had to be in their cubicle all day, they were stuck in traffic, and now they just want to unwind. Right. And it's entertaining. Well, that's going to be a great side of you to see, too. Right, because I haven't even seen it. I have been stuffing it yeah. down like all my life, trying to be this perfect news anchor person, you yeah. know, Mary Hart. And so when I found comedy on my 40th birthday a year ago, oh, it really helps mm -hmm. to be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. So many people are so scared to even post on Facebook because someone might make fun of them you know, it's like, let. there's a book out there called What You Think of Me is None of My Business. Mm. So if you could just say, I'm, I'm going to stop worrying about what my friends think of me, what my image looks like in the media, and I'm just going to, you know, life is short. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't want to go to your grave all stiff and stitched up and, you know. No. Give it up.
yeah. go big. It's fun. It's way so much more fun when you face the darkness. And that's what comedy is, I think, is shining the light on the darkness, making fun of the quirks mm-hmm. and the, you know, and everybody's got quirks, but we're all trying to pretend like we don't. No. Yeah, most of my stand-up routine is... Uh, the quirks mm-hmm. of being Tony Malazzo. Yeah. And who I am. And until I did that, uh, things didn't open yeah. up for me. Everything seems to be opening up for me now. And you and always think that you're the only one that has yeah. it. But everybody's got PMS, ADD. Mm-hmm. What else is there? <laughs> Facebook addiction. Don't make me get my big list out. Okay, I know. I can go Which 12-step meetings have you been going to? <laughs> and which ones have I not been going oh, to that oh, I should be going that's to? That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. I think this is better than a 12-step meeting for me. Anyway, how's this for you? Oh, the radio thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm lying on a couch and like you're the psychiatrist. And I'm like, Tony, I just have to tell it all to you. Well, good. I okay. hope you do. <laughs> and we want to hear it. Right. And what better place to do it? Okay. With a uh, so microphone ta- and headphones. Tamara pulled up today uh, <laughs> to park. No, but, <laughs> shh, I'm not supposed to be driving in car free. Oh, okay, okay. But, but uh, I did. I borrowed a car. You, you, yeah, and uh, you because also, I had to. She had Sometimes to. a girl has to do what a girl yes. has to do. Yes, and uh, you also discussed. Um, uh, a movie. I know there was also a documentary. Oh, the car that I came in was all blinged out, right? It had yeah, movie posters all over yeah, it. Yeah, there's so many I know. Things. This is crazy. Okay, so I, I um, am a producer and a, a VP of social media for Vanilla Fire. And so what we do is we bling out all of our vehicles. And um, we have two. And uh, I one, like it. one is um, a Lexus that has Kelsey Grammer all plastered down the side of it for until they are home. It's um, our military film. And the other one has, um, uh, who's on there? Oh, Unbeaten. Dan Aykroyd, right? Oh, okay. it's, well, it's not his face, but it's that it's that movie that he narrated. So, right. so yeah, it's I'm like a, every, everywhere you go and York. you park, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're like a billboard, yeah. so you don't have to pay. So, okay. And what, so, what is this uh, Unbeaten about? Unbeaten is a movie. It's amazing. It got on the Oscar shortlist in 2010, and in 2012, it was named by Time Magazine one of the top ten Olympic films of all time, next to Steven Spielberg's Munich. Mm. And so I'm like right there neck and neck with Steven Spielberg on my first film. But it was an inspirational film about the Beijing Paralympics and guys in wheelchairs with prosthetic legs. And in fact, we're now filming the sequel because we just got back from the London Paralympics. And we have our new guy, Blake Leeper. He is the fastest man in America on two cheetah blades. He was born that way, like Lady Gaga. He was born that way with no legs. He puts these cheetahs on. He's from uh, South. He's from uh, South Africa, I think. And he, um, you know, he's a black guy, and he's got all the charisma. He's like, you know, great. He's awesome. He's he's our star. We he's going to be on the Wheaties box. We're so excited. And the other production that you were that you you touched on, what was the second? The other one? movie. Until they are home, it's our current film that's out right mm-hmm. now. Um, it's in the Oscar run right now. It didn't make the Oscar shortlist, but there's a couple of other categories, so we're kind of still have our fingers crossed. Right. Because this year I got an Emmy nomination for a show that I anchor. My show got nominated for an Emmy called Metro Motion. That show, oh, yeah, Metro Motion got nominated. It got Fantastic. nominated, and so it's like you know, um, so maybe that could be like a, a kick the bucket list, like a lifelong dream, like you know, during my career. You know, if I could get an Emmy and, and my director could get an Oscar, right. then we can call it quits and go home. Mm. <laughs> That's what I said when I first got here, like in 2005. The first night that I was on the night of 100 Stars Red Carpet, I was like, okay, I can go home now. 
because that was my first time interviewing all the celebrities like that. And it's like a hundred celebrities all at once. You're like, oh my God. I think it's just going to be the first of many if you get one. Yeah. You know what? It could be. I just really like, you know, and you get into the, like there's a lot of soul in film work when you're working Mm -hmm. on a film and it's got a cause. And you put, and it's like a labor of love because these documentary films just don't make a lot of money, but they can change lives. You know, they can, they're really like a good platform to get messages out so that, you know, the cause films, whether it's, you know, people with disability, we, we made really good friends with RJ Mitty, who's disabled from Breaking Bad. I watched every single episode of all four seasons four times in a row. Mm. I love that show. That's a great show. I got to interview Brian Cranston at the Night of 100 Stars. That's where he got his start. This red carpet at the Night of 100 Stars, you, when you walk it, there's like, it's the longest red carpet. It's like, I don't know, 100, 200 media outlets. You just step and repeat, step and repeat. And then there's like the next microphone. You're like, hi, this is my new movie. And I'm working on this. And, you know. So out of all the interviews that you've done and uh, people you've worked with, um, give us some of your highlights. What, you, what are your favorite moments Well, so my I have this a special in my heart spot for my um, Morgan Freeman interview that I did. It was a green interview with Morgan Freeman about the oceans. And he tried to throw me off when I was like, hello, what brings you out tonight? And he goes, you do. <laughs> and I was like, like, I was like, how am I going to recover from this? I'm like, well, what about the, you know, the ocean and the cause and the, you know, the beautiful evening. And, but anyway, we had this deep magical conversation about our oceans and here we are on the ocean. Cause yeah. he was a, he was a sailor. Morgan yes. Freeman was a sailor yes. and he is somebody I want to put on my kick the bucket list to have narrate my films. So I've had Aaron Harris and Kelsey Grammer and Dan Aykroyd. My next two, you know, kick the bucket people that I want and then I can go to heaven is Morgan Freeman and Jim Carrey. And I have a movie for Jim Carrey to narrate called The Balloon Boy. It was about Richard Heaney that thought his little boy was in that balloon in Colorado that time. And the whole news stopped. I, they stopped the airplanes. both of them. And I know. my favorites. So you'll be in the documentary then. Or, yes. And so this is what I want to do. I want to bump this up because, I, you know, it's a documentary. But I want it to be our first feature. You know, the Independent Spirit Awards that happen every year on the beach in Santa Monica. Yeah. They, um, I noticed uh, they have a category for first feature for independent filmmakers so I think that the balloon boy because it has a cause you know like every film that has a cause and you put your heart into it and his cause is diabetes because the like part of the reason that he didn't know whether or not his little boy was in the balloon was because he was the mad scientist in the backyard he hadn't eaten all day the adrenaline the balloon goes he hadn't had his insulin shot but uh yeah Morgan Freeman um talk about a talented guy uh, well, the last time I saw him was uh, during the Invictus run for an Academy Award, <gasps> and I was on the uh, nomination right. committee. And so you I were. Sp- I spent some time with them. Wow. And uh, God, he is brilliant. Invictus. And before that, it was his producer's birthday, <gasps> and he threw a party, and my band played, and I sang. Hey. And he came in acting drunk, and this is a man who doesn't drink. But he acted like he was drunk. Everybody believed it. He stumbled to the stage, knocked over my guitarist's guitar. He wasn't very Morgan happy. Morgan Freeman? Grabbed the microphone, acted really drunk, and started singing Hello, Dolly with my band. Hello, Dolly. Because that was one oh, of the songs Morgan he Freeman. He, he was, was having a good time. Broadway. So it must have been a blast that then. That was before he was even on Another World soap opera in his very, Do you very have pictures? Do you have video? I know there's some photographs and there might be okay. some audio. I'm going to have but to dig that up. Listen, Morgan Freeman, he's got that series called Through the Wormhole, hmm. which is all about consciousness and science and physics and metaphysics. Right. 
So I get lost in the conversation with you, Tony. You just take me off into another world. And I'm like, wait, I have my bullet points. I don't. I wish I did. I should have looked at my resume before coming on here because I'm going to get off the radio and think, oh, we didn't talk about the most important thing of all. Well, we'll have to have you back if we miss anything, right? Okay. Is that okay with you? It is. All right, good. Good. I'm liking that. I'm liking that. As a matter of fact, next time we're actually going to go out to sea. Would you be okay with that? You know, I've never been out to sea. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken that um, the sh- that big boat to Catalina. Right. Two or three times, but uh-huh. I've never been like on a sailboat. Can you believe that? Uh-huh. I've lived here 11 years and I've never been out. I mean, I've been on a sailboat, but never out into the ocean. I'm gonna have to take you out sailing. Wow. You know what? We could actually do that. Record the for whole part thing. of the. Uh, Maybe one day we go out and have a champagne toast on a boat right. to our wedding. Okay, there you go. There See, you this go. is what I like about the creative process of this show is like coming up with everything, you know. Yeah. Because it's like I'm really getting to produce the whole thing because it's my wedding. And the weird thing is because I'm so confused because I'm a television producer and now I'm trying to have a wedding. And I know how to, you know, do a pageant. But it's like, okay, I've never done a wedding before. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at it like it's a TV show. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is, you know, I'm making a storyboard. Like, first we're going to do this and then we're going to do that. So this is going to be fun to watch. I think so. I'm excited. I really want to see it. I know. It's going to be fun to I'm disappointed because I thought if you ever got married, it was always going to be me. But <laughs> who knows? Marriages don't last long in L.A. anyway. Right. Get you on the rebound. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we have a long time left here on planet Earth, don't we? How are you going to explain this to your uh, family or anybody you know that you're just you're getting married on TV and... You all okay with that? You think everybody's going to be okay with that? Or? I think that they're going to say, she's just doing this to be on TV. <laughs> I'm not coming to her wedding. But here's the no deal. There. Two people will be there. Don't judge me. No. You know, this is my life. Some people want to get married in a hot air balloon. I mean, hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, right? Right. But I've worked in television all my life. It's who I am. It's what I do. There's nothing wrong with that. No. So, why judge? No. Say, hey, if it makes her happy, then hey, I'm there. Whatever you're into. So. I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there. I mean, after all, it is my wedding. Oh, I'm not invited. See, now I'm gathering. No, I'm no, not I, invited. I, oh, you are? Yes, I, you I, I are. I keep saying I'm going to be there. She's, she's, she's giving me these looks. I'm like, oh. Oh, I wasn't, I, I was, I wasn't listening. Oh, you're invited. I think your name is even on the list. If you go to the website, um, which you can see on the Facebook page, right. um, go to the website in... Look at Tony's name. He's listed there. And they have all the, the names of the, you know. All right. Okay. All right. I have, like, couples guests. I have celebrity guests. And I have singles. And I have you as a single. Okay. What, but, would, you, what would you think about me as a, a bridezilla? What do you think? Like a could groomzilla? A groomzilla? No, I could do a bridezilla. What do you mean? You haven't seen me in fishnets or... Uh... Oh, you want to go in drag? Yeah. No! Why are you saying that? I don't know. Just You're crazy. <laughs> Anything to get in there, right? Anything, you're in, you're anything, in, you're in. Anything to be different. Right. Yeah, you know what? I have, I really understand what you mean. I really have spent my whole life trying to not fit inside the box. Right. And to be different and to be an original thinker and, you know, unplug from the matrix. Yeah. Stop following like a lamb. Yes. Don't watch. I mean, I have, there's been so much television that I have not watched. Try not to fit a mold. Yeah. I don't listen to the news. Yeah. Because if you really stop and think what energy vibrations that you're picking up from that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know? Especially at night before I go to bed, I never watch news. I watch other people watch news, and I'm like, wow, you watch news before you go to bed? 
not help. <laughs> not help. I don't understand, yeah. Unless there's good news. I'd love to come out with a show called Good News. Right. Or comedy. Same have, thing. Right? Have some young people <laughs> do it, you know. Um, I have another question for you. Okay. And uh, it is, if you could make, not so much three wishes, but maybe three things you wish you can change in life, and not necessarily your own life, mm-hmm. uh, what would those things be? Mm. The aging process on the body, it's just not fair that (laughs) as soon as you get comfortable and figure things out, then your hair starts falling out, your stuff starts sagging, stuff's falling out, stuff's falling off. Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm just now starting to enjoy this stuff. I'm with you. I like it. So now it's like I'm on this crazy rat wheel quest to go to yoga class, to eat superfoods, lotions, potions, essential oils, herbs, shamans, healings, exorcisms. What do I have to do to stay looking young? Right. Right. Or to feel young. We want to feel young and stay young. So. One of the other things I want to ask you, too, which has to do with the same, we're, we're in that area. Your, your mentors, who are the people that really inspire you? Mm. Uh, could be in the past, could be even right now, and for different reasons, but uh, mm-hmm. mm. anybody really inspiring you right now? I'm thinking, because I'm asking myself, I'm going into that dark place, and I'm like, who do I hate? Oh, I just hate her. You know, and then it's because <laughs> it's because I want to be her. You know, it's yeah. like I want her job. So I'm thinking, you know, because sometimes I'm like, how did she get that job at E? Why isn't that me? You know? <laughs> So I'm like, you know, thinking of those. But definitely, okay, yes, there's this beautiful new blonde on Access Hollywood. She used to be the sports reporter at ESPN. Now she's on Access Hollywood. She's really cute, blonde personality. You know, so so somebody like that, you know, I I, I see them embody their work and they love their work. Like Maria Menounos, you know. Yeah. Like she, like you're asking me who inspires me. Like who, like I want to be like that. Like Kelly Ripa, you know, somebody who can be a personality and versatile and, you know, I mean, you wonder, is she really enjoying her life or is she just too crazy busy? Is it stressful or is like every day, you know, cause I always think I'm so lucky because I don't have to go in every day and I can rollerblade, I can go to the beach, I can hang out. I can sit around all day with no makeup on if I want to. It's but tough. when you've are a career girl, you've yeah. got to go, 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 you know. I think it's all about the balance too, huh? Yeah. Finding a uh, balance. Well, I, I told you last time I saw you what my mom said. My mom was like, I love that Tamara Henry. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, my God. And she's better than everybody I see on Fox News and all these Aww. different channels. Uh, what's wrong? Has she not slept with the right person or what? Well, here's the deal. Okay, I have asked myself that question for so long now that maybe we're asking the wrong question. Maybe it's what's right. I mean, maybe even though I thought I wanted to go to work full time for some yeah. big corporation, that maybe I maybe actually being an independent performer or whatever. What am I? What am I? <laughs> Unemployed. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> um, but you know, Freelance. but it's not that I'm not working. I'm working twelve hours a day on multiple projects that are all right. very successful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you couldn't do that. No, you you couldn't wear all these hats if you were working for one organization. Eight to ten hours a day, every single day. You'd have to push all of this to the side. All of it would have to be pushed. You would to have the to side. just focus in on one thing. Yeah. And um, but that's kind of the fun of wearing lots of hats and. 
Like if I had been working as a full-time news anchor, I think I would not have made these films. I would have never become a filmmaker or made any films or got any of the, reap the benefits of any of that. That just wouldn't have happened. But, yeah. you know, getting to exist in the film world and the spiritual conscious world and the green world and, you know, the sober world and what other worlds are there? The, you know, the Hollywood world. <laughs> Okay. The Marina Del Rey world. Yeah. Tony Malazzo's world. Tony Malazzo's world. Yeah, I'm in my own world. Um, what's what's in the future? We talked about the past. We talked about some of the present. What's in the future? What is next mm -hmm. for Tamara Henry? Well, it's going to be really crazy. Um, February 9th is the wedding. Mm -hmm. Then um, February 24th is the night of 100 stars. So then we'll walk the carpet and either will or will not be able to talk about what just happened. That would be so crazy if they're like, nope, you can't say a word. And then I'm like, Wee! you're not going to believe what happened. That's um, how I feel sometimes when you can't talk about it. I know, because like some reality, like this one reality show that I did that's coming out next year. Yeah. It's done. It's in the can. They said, you can't even tell your mother what network it's on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So me me telling you that it's coming out, I'm like pushing the envelope. You know, uh-oh, we're going to be in big trouble now. Right. You weren't supposed to say that. Right. But maybe I was just making it up. Hey, maybe I thought I had a show. Right. You never know. Right. But anyway, so there's that. And then um, and then in June, it's going to come out. So the show will air in June. And then in May, um, there's going to be the Gracie Awards. And I have this report as a reporter in Santa Monica that I'm submitting for a Gracie Award. And um, it's on the Marion Davies Beach House. Great stuff, always. Oh, the future. Past 2013. That's, that's where I was going. <laughs> so, <Godzilla. laughs> so <laughs> when this show, that's what I was saying, there's so much good synergy right. that can come of this, right. um, that from that I think I can launch a couple of my own reality shows. And I'm just not sure if I should say them now or not. You know, because you go to the, the, the workshops about reality shows and they're like, well, I don't want to tell anybody my idea. I don't want to put it out there. I'm not going to, because somebody's going to steal it. Yes. And they're like, well, you can't ever get anything done if you're afraid of putting it out right, there. Right. So you got to put it out there, you it's, know. It's like a script writer who keeps all the scripts under the bed and isn't I mean, if you're afraid them, that yeah. somebody's going to steal your yeah. idea. Got to put it out there. Because they'll be like, dang, that's a good idea. And then they run and do it first, right? Well, you know the advice I always give people? What's that? Tie yourself off to things. What does that mean? It's very sailorish of me, I guess. But tie yourself off. So if you're doing a project that involves maybe a special location that it can't be done anywhere else, uh, secure the location. Secure the, the people I see. that would be involved in it. Secure, right. have paperwork, phone calls. Just so that it's a little bit harder. People think twice. I know that when I go into pitch meetings, one of the things, because I've also been on the other end and been a producer, and one of the things the producer is always writing down when they're sitting there as you're pitching, you think they're writing notes about you or what they like, mm -hmm. they're writing down what you're attached to if they took it without you and did it without you. Mm. I mean, it's disgusting, but that's what goes on in Hollywood. Mm. So they're noting what's his attachments. Mm -hmm so we can do the show or not mm. and do we need them mm -hmm. so you have to fill that out yourself and just Got kinda it. run a tight ship okay to say okay well one of the things is that now that I'm hitched and married that you know the Real Housewives series is like so popular right. that and think about this the Real Housewives of Venice Beach mm. and I live right there on the beach in the heart of the tsunami zone and I've lived there for 11 years yeah. I know all my neighbors 
Now I'm married. You're a Venetian. <laughs> I, I know I've been over there to see it too, in your element. Yeah. And, and Venice is really, mm-hmm. really you. And then there's also um, the other reality show idea is that I have a great name, but my alternative name that I'll share with you is The Documentarians. But it's just, you know, you follow these two filmmakers on their wacky road to Oscar, you know. What, what is it like, the rigors of filmmaking? And it's very unconventional. Right. And two big personality filmmakers, you know, that, I mean, every single day, you're not going to believe what just happened, you know. Yeah. It's just like constant content cranking out, you know. It's so, a, it's exciting. I like it. It's very exciting. Uh, before we go, I just want you to... Maybe something inspirational or... Because I know, I know you're a role model, too. Because people watch you and they want to be you. And they're like, God, that girl's beautiful. She's smart. She knows what to say. Her energy is fantastic. Just <laughs> everything about you, you, you have this incredible aura. Uh, I, just, just, you know, how you do it. Or maybe just some words of wisdom for everybody mm-hmm. or for somebody. Gosh, the thing that's coming to me right now is just be yourself and love yourself. And realize that you are the one that you've been searching for. And love yourself. Be in love with yourself. I mean, not in a narcissistic way, or maybe that too, if that's what you like. But, you know, (laughs) whatever floats your boat, do it. Life is short. You know, go for it. I like it. Live your fantasy. Live it. I mean, live it. If you're not doing, then pretend that you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. You heard it right here it from works. Tamara Henry, whatever floats your boat. Fake it till you make Fake it. Fake it till you make it. Is reality TV real? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I think we're just about out of time. I know we're going to do this again soon, right? Can I say my website? Yes. TamaraHenry.com. Well, that was easy. <laughs> TamaraHenry.com. All yep. right. Well, thank you very much, Tamara. Uh, I want to do this again. Next time we'll be out at sea. Today we're just floating our boat. And uh, I think that's it for today. So you've been listening to Tony Malazzo, live and on board with Tamara Henry. This show has been produced by Tony Malazzo, Alyssa Inferna, and David Ringwald. If you'd like to be on board, check us out on Facebook at Tony Malazzo Entertainer Tweet us at Tony Malazzo Live or snail mail us at P.O. Box 10074, Marina del Rey, California, 90295.